Hello, and welcome to the Adaptation Scale. This is the podcast with conversations about book-based movie adaptations. We have fun discussing and rating how closely the movie actually resembles the book. There's a book? I said I was taking notes. I'm actually interested in reading the book. (gasps) I know. You're like, I like this movie. Is there a book? It's not in the book. (laughs) It's that simple. Not there. Oh, it's bouncy, not flouncy. Oh, no. Spoiler alert if you haven't read or seen the movies. This is all spoiler alert. Welcome to the Adaptation Scale. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Drew. Howdy. (laughs) That was a smaller laugh. It was less than usual. (laughs) Today, we are talking about uh, Jane Austen's Persuasion and... Yay. What? Yay. (laughs) It was a good book. Yeah, I didn't read it. (laughs) All right, let's just start the episode out. I'm the only one that's read the book. That is correct. (laughs) And I've also seen two different adaptations of Persuasion. I'm good with just the one. Yeah, so now the one that we are actually going to rate on the adaptation scale today is the latest adaptation that was released on Netflix. So we will get into that in a moment. Now the version of the book that I read was the 200th anniversary edition of the book. So it's noteworthy. Like, you shouldn't change anything from the book, right? I don't think we need to really go through this question here, but what was your first exposure to the story of Persuasion, Drew? It was the movie on Netflix. Okay, so you'd never seen any of the other, like, 20 adaptations with your sisters or anything like that? Shockingly, no. Shockingly, no. Okay, I... I'm fairly positive my first exposure to the story was reading the book a couple years ago. I, I spent the summer reading through all of six all six of Jane Austen's novels. That sounds terrible. <gasps> it was fabulous. <laughs> I'm not changing my stance. <laughs> okay, so usually at this point we talk about the chronological release dates of the book and the movie. Uh, well, we've established the book's been out for 200 years. <laughs> the book was first published in 1818. Oh, okay. Now, it was published after Jane Austen had already died. So, there's like a whole story about that. You can Google it. And then the movie was released in 2022. And then my time to read the book was 6 hours and 27 minutes. Which... The movie was one hour and 49 with the credits. But seeing as the length of the book was 250 pages and it only took me one hour less to read this book than it did to read the 450 page Jurassic Park, I think says a lot about the book. (laughs) Is it old English? It's not old English. But did I have to read a passage and go back and reread it for understanding? Yes. And keep in mind, I've read this book before. Welcome to my life. (laughs) Or the fact that there's a glossary in the back of the book for the way that different words are used differently. I mean, maybe it is just difficult to read. Maybe it's older English, but it's not old English. Let's discuss this movie. 
do we want to start with the Netflix movie, or do we want to hear me rant about how terrible the BBC adaptation of this book is? Tell me about the BBC adaptation. Okay, so the reason I watched the BBC adaptation is because I was reading reviews in my five minutes of Google. I was reading a couple of reviews about the, the Netflix adaptation. I felt like in order to do justice for our audience, I needed to do a little research on what people considered was a good adaptation of Jane Austen. With that in mind, I watched the BBC adaptation that was released in 1995. However, I don't recommend the BBC version to anybody. And why would that be? It was incredibly boring. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me a Jane Austen book adaptation was incredibly boring. By the BBC. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. (laughs) Okay. All right. So it may be period accurate, because that was the big complaint about the Netflix adaptation, is that it's modernized. Maybe the BBC version was accurate, but I don't feel like it captured Jane Austen's humor. And I feel like that's also just the problem with trying to adapt this book into a visual format is the fact that there was 12 pages in this book of very dense English before there's any kind of dialogue. And then like another six pages before there's another dialogue. Like, how are you supposed to take a book that's just plain narration and turn it into a movie? Without a narrator, which both of these movies have tried to do. You don't. That's why you don't have an answer. No, I'm trying to think of a movie that's done that, but I can't tell you because I haven't read any of the books. It would be like Wally. It's all oh, the, God. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all the worst parts of Wally. It's all action, no talking, no dialogue. So you did not enjoy the BBC version? No, I did not. Did you feel like it was accurate to the book? <sighs> Not in every way. It doesn't have to be perfect. See, that's the question that we're getting at with this whole podcast. (laughs) I feel like the narrator in the actual book persuasion is quite humorous. Just the way they present and portray all of the characters with the sarcasm and how extreme everyone is. And so maybe the BBC movie did that, but... It didn't have the narrator to convey the sarcasm. It's like the BBC version wasn't extreme enough. Like, these people were acting in their extreme ways, but they played it so straight that you were just felt awkward for these people. Whereas in the Netflix movie, they're so extreme that it's funny. Yeah, and somehow the BBC just missed the mark. So you wouldn't recommend it to anyone? I don't. I don't. Okay. So that being said, that's a lot. Now we come to our 2020 Netflix version. I'll say this. It's like it's supposed to be, I guess, for then, a modern time rom-com. Yeah. And and Jane Austen is, is also known for spoofing the culture and even the literary genres of the time. Like, she has a whole book that was written in gothic form but she does it to make fun of the popular gothic writers of her time. That's funny. <laughs> so she's she's out there making parodies. Yes. Of other authors. The way you do in 1800s. As opposed to now when you just make movies. Yeah. So I think Jane Austen knows that 
Like, she's trying to be funny. Like, I enjoyed the characters in her because they were, like, all extreme. To me, it's, like, comedy drama. Yes. Let's see. Now, the titles, in the titles of the Netflix movie, it does say, based on. Okay. I would say, yeah, it's based on, from my experience. From your experience? More than inspired by? (laughs) The other complaint that people have about the Netflix movie is how Anne breaks the fourth wall. So as someone who hasn't read the book, how did you enjoy Anne as narrator? I liked it. That's where you get the actual insight of like what the character is thinking and feeling that you don't typically, typically get in a movie. The parts that we enjoy about reading books, like that was put into the movie. I agree. I really enjoyed it. I feel like her narrating from first person what's going on was a very clever solution to bridge the gap between the book that didn't have any dialogue, hardly, for the setup of all the characters. Instead of where the BBC was just like, we're going to take this narration and force some dialogue around it, but then it loses all the sarcasm and being able to comment on it and look at the camera and roll her eyes i was gonna say i enjoyed that because i was that also was giving you her thought and like feedback about the situation like a see i told you she was gonna do that (laughs) or that was odd now you did have a very good point that so the book is divided into two parts so the first part of the book is kind of Um, introducing her family, how they have to get people to rent their home so that they can uh, not have as many expenses. And then when all of the friend group goes to the city of Lyme and Louisa throws herself off the stairs and... (laughs) And Extreme character. (laughs) The contrast between Louisa and Anne is very important. I'll just throw that out there, but... I agree. I believe it really rolled your eyes very hard. Every time we bring up Louisa throwing herself off the stairs, you roll your eyes very hard. <laughs> I definitely don't see a captain of a ship being like, yes, I want this 18-year-old girl that's going to act like a fool all the time. That's what I want to deal with. But yes, there's clearly two parts to the Netflix movie as well. Yes. Because there's the first part, and then there's like... And then they a- go to After bath. Lime. Yeah, and then it's everything goes to bath, and then it's just like everything is different. Like the tone is different. Like there's not as much narration. It's not as comical. Like it definitely is the weaker part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the first part of the movie when she's making fun of everyone and but then you get to bath and it feels like okay let's just wrap up this story yes rush through this yeah which is a shame because how long from so from reading the book to i guess the second half of the movie were you halfway through the book yeah whereas in the movie there's only about 30 minutes left once you get to bath and they significantly changed it So I think once again, when we get to our scale discussion, we will again have a, well, the first part of the movie is this on the scale, but the second part of the movie is this on the scale. Okay. Sure. We can talk about the adaptation scale. Let's go ahead and do it. Because I think that'll be, I think that'll be instructive. So. So the first half. So let's review our scale really quickly. Let's see how, let's see how we're at. So we're at the end of our first season. So let's see how quickly we can get through this. So we have a one to five scale down on the low end on the one. We're saying that's inspired by takes some characters, locations, plot situations, and, but kind of morphs it to their own whims. And then on the high end of the scale, we have what we're calling based on, which means it's very close to the book. 
very close to the book. All right, so our catchphrases for one on the ad- adaptation scale. Who's, Who's that, that guy? guy? I think that's our favorite one. Two, we have... Uh, from a certain point of view. I can see how you got that. Yeah. Three. Well, someone read the cliff notes. Yes. It, it kind of happened that way. Close enough. Close enough. Uh, four. Uh, we're saying the author was on set. That's... I bet the author approves of what you did right there. And then five. We have open your books. Follow along. So it's very much... Very close to the original Turn to page 123. Yeah. All right. So, um... I know we're not discussing the BBC movie, the BBC adaptation, but I feel like if I was going to rate it on the adaptation scale, it would be very close to a four. Like high three or... Maybe high three. I don't, I'm not convinced that Jane Austen would approve of what the BBC has done with her book. I think she would say you were very accurate. However, this is boring. <laughs> you said the words, but you did not say them correctly. Yes, yes. You didn't have the heart behind it. Like, so... High threes, almost a four. It follows the book pretty closely. Like I said, the period correctness of the costumes and probably how they interact with each other is probably excellent. I'm sure there were several historians very involved with this adaptation. So the author was on set, but the director thought he knew it better. So a 3.5, 3.75? We'll go with 3.75 because, like I said, I feel like the period correctness is very close. Okay, so now on to the Netflix adaptation. Okay, the Netflix adaptation. So we've been talking about how there's a part one and a part two. It's literally spelled out in the book, but it also feels that way in, in the, the movie. movie. I think that part one, I would rate as a four that the author was on set. I feel like Jane Austen would approve of what they did. I fully understand that there are several Jane Austen scholars that couldn't even finish watching the Netflix adaptation of Persuasion. And here I am saying that it's a four and Jane Austen would approve of it. But I'm sticking with my hot take. Jane Austen would approve of the first half of the Netflix adaptation of her book Persuasion. Now, I'm going to ask you as a guy. Another of the critics' biggest complaints about the the Netflix adaptation is they say Captain Wentworth has no emotions and that he's so just stoic and, and doesn't portray any feelings towards Anne that by the time Anne and Mr. Elliot get together, you almost just wish Anne would run away with Mr. Elliot because Mr. Elliot is pleasing and whatnot. What is your response to someone who's watched the movie? Do you feel like Captain Wentworth is completely emotionless. Well, I feel like he's trying to be emotionless. He ran off and became a captain, so he has to be in charge of people for, what, eight years? Where he can't show emotion. He just has to be stoic, first of all. And then he's also trying to, like, see where the waters are at with Anne, but he's also not trying to give away how he feels, I feel. Like, that's the portrayal that I get. Even still watching him, I feel like, The portrayal is that he's having emotions, but he's also trying to keep them in check. When I watch Captain Wentworth Mm -hmm. and think about you responding to similar situations, I think Captain Wentworth's portrayal in all those situations is fairly accurate. Heartless and emotionless. (laughs) I know how you feel. No! (laughs) Like, the way he's trying to just be a master of his emotions. Mm -hmm. Like, why does he have to be crazy with his emotions on his sleeve okay so first half of persuasion netflix persuasion i'm gonna give it a 
four. Okay. I, that is controversial, but I'm sticking to it. Now, second half of the movie, we get to Bath. Do you want to start it or should I? Go for it. So, because I asked several times, hey, is this in there? Um, and there was a resounding no. It wasn't like that at all. And that started out right at the beginning when they get there and there's a wedding that's like, or an engagement that's been like announced and finds out that a captain is engaged to Louisa. Louisa. Okay, yes, you're right. The whole purpose of the second half in the Netflix movie is this misunderstanding that Anne's love interest, Captain Wentworth, is supposedly engaged to someone else. And so every time that they interact with each other, there's a big misunderstanding between them. That doesn't happen in the book. Also, lest we forget, one of the most pivotal characters in the book in the second half is a Mrs. Smith. And if you're listening to this and you've seen the Netflix persuasion, you're going, who's Mrs. Smith? Who's that girl? Exactly. Because she's not in the movie. So already we find ourselves... Again, at a who's that guy, pivotal moments of the adaptation scale rating. But in the book, Mrs. Smith is the one that reveals what a jerk that Mr. Elliot is. In the book, without Mrs. Smith, nothing happens. (sighs) So the second half, like the motivations of the characters are not the same as they are in the book. I'm going to go ahead and go with one who's that guy. No, mm. Let's go ahead and give it with two. Let's give it the benefit of a doubt. From a certain point of view? From a certain point of view. That's kind of what happened. Okay. So you're saying a four and then a two. And a two. So again, do we average those? On the other hand, maybe three is accurate. They read the cliff notes. They read the plot summary. They got all the characters, but they came to the wrong conclusion. I feel like they read the book at the beginning, and then they started reading the cliff notes and got everything kind of like mixed mixed up. up. Yeah. We feel good on a three? I didn't read the book, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there you have it. On the adaptation scale, the 2022 Persuasion Netflix adaptation rates a three on the adaptation scale. And the 1995 BBC was a 3.75. Yeah, so there you have it. Now, but, <laughs> but which would the, you rather watch again? Oh my goodness, hands down, Netflix. Because we already did. We have watched it again. I, you could not pay me to watch. No, you could pay me. You could pay me to watch the BBC Persuasion. But could someone pay you to watch the BBC Persuasion? I mean, depends on how much they pay me. <laughs> $50. An hour? <laughs> Okay, so $100 to watch the whole movie. Oh, jeez. And you can't pause it. Can I sleep? No. Sure, it's $100. Wow, okay, so that bar was pretty low. I mean, it takes less time than it would to read the book. This is true. It takes significantly less time. So I am, if I can only recommend one. I'm going to say the Netflix movie. I'm going to for sure recommend the Netflix movie. Because if you've never encountered the story before and you watch the BBC version, I can't imagine the kind of person that's less than 85 years old that would watch that movie and be like, yes. (laughs) That's great. Less than 85 years old. Yeah. That was a good movie. That was quality. (laughs) Quality cinema. But yeah, let's let's play this fun game. A little you a little payback for your payback. All right, fine. <laughs> Is the quote in the original novel by Jane Austen in the 
Netflix persuasion or is it in both? Okay. Okay. You were so altered, he should not have known you again. That was in the book. It was. Only in the book. Only in the book. That's correct. So this is Mary telling Anne what Captain Wentworth said about Anne's appearance. That sounds like what Mary would say. (laughs) Now, in the movie, they make... I think they say it at a different point, and it's not the exact same. Yeah, it's a... Because I remember you telling me about it, and then, like, two minutes later, it, like, comes up. Yeah, yeah. It was in a different point, and it was kind of roundabout. It wasn't the same. Here we go. This is Captain Harville talking to Anne. He says, there's no quarreling with you. That is in both the book and the movie. And I know that because we talked about this and it upset me that what he actually says in the book is not in the movie. This is Mary talking. I will not have a Navy man in my house. They are all ugly. That was Mary talking? Or was that Elizabeth? Oh, I got you stomped now. Uh Uh-huh. I answer your question with the question. (laughs) Because I remember that in the movie. And I'm assuming that's only in the movie. That is correct. You are so good at this deductive reasoning nonsense. That's how I got through college. (laughs) You did sleep most of high school, too. (laughs) This is a very... Well, no, not most. 50%. That's not most. Did you sleep through English class? Uh, Some of it, yes. Did you read Pride and Prejudice in high school? (laughs) Lord, no. Were you supposed to? Yes. There was a version that we watched, and that got me through the test, apparently. So it must have been pretty high on the adaptation scale. It was the Cliff Notes, at least. Were you a Cliff Notes man or a Spark Notes person? Cliff Notes. Hmm. I think I did Spark Notes. Yeah, well. But I also read the books, so. (laughs) All right, well, I think that was it. So. Yeah. If you've never read Jane Austen's Persuasion... Just watch the movie. Just watch the movie on Netflix, not the BBC version. All right. And that's just Persuasion. I don't recommend anything else. Anything else on Netflix? Anything else by Jane Austen. (gasps) (gasps) I know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, bye! See ya! (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Adaptation Scale with Drew and Rebecca. If you would, please go rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Also, if you have a comment, a suggestion of a movie adaptation for us to look at, or if you want to leave your own hot take for us to listen to, you can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash theadaptationscale. We would also love to interact with you over on our page on Instagram. You can find us at theadaptationscale. think it would be good to be persuadable or not good to be persuadable? Not good to be persuadable. You don't think it would be good? You think you should stick to what you want to do and do it? Uh, okay, maybe persuadable. Hmm, maybe it depends on the situation, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Catch me! Get me! <laughs>